Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Welcome, everyone, to WCW Retro, where I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stroh, the maestro of wrestling, and it's always great to have you guys with us. It's a place to be, folks. We talk about past, present, and future professional wrestling, but so much more. You never know who's going to call in to have the fun, and tonight's a very special night. We're on the road to WrestleMania, and on that, uh, we'll be talking family feuds in wrestling tonight over the years, so if you had a favorite family feud you'd like to share in pro wrestling call in any time to tonight's WCW Retro Live podcast at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And looking forward to uh, diving into the family feuds tonight with you guys. And before we uh, get started with that, I'd like to make a few special announcements, if you will. Uh, first off, support my friends. We just sent... We just, uh, I got uh, the Hydration Fruit Punch Drink Mix uh, from Second Nature Supplements. I am in, and to get to get your 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 uh, share of that plus so much more products they got for you that's healthy and good for you, go to SecondNatureSupplements.com. That's number two, SecondNatureSupplements.com. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying mine so far, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Support them and give them a shout. Tell them Papa Stroh sent you. Um, shout out Masters of Ring Entertainment, Masters of Ring Entertainment.com, Fishing with Special Friends, Fishing with Special Friends.com. Uh, check out the Cauliflower Alley Club. I don't know what they're up to at cauliflowerallyclub.org or G. Um, Innovative Hybrid Wrestling at Ameritimes in Canada. Find out what they're up to at IHWWrestling.com. Or Facebook at facebook.com slash IHW Wrestling. And uh, with that, uh, my social media roundup, uh, my official website is thestro.com, T-H-E-S-T-R-O.com. My personal merchandise page is thestro.com slash merchandise. Get your Papa Stroh merch today for all ages, including pets. Uh, if uh, you like... Uh, Find me a cup of coffee and tips. Can send me a donation or a gift. Uh, I love getting gifts from you guys. And um, 
you know, I'm I'm taking donations right now for some medical ongoing medical bills. I'm I'm still paying from last year. So if you'd like to donate or just send me a gift, at the county's in heart, uh, send it my PayPal at paypal.me slash Papa Stroh. And we're together it's paypal.me slash Papa Stroh. Thank you in advance for your support. If you'd like to be up a special guest for the coming episode of WCW Retro, email me at wcbretro at yahoo.com. In case you exposure on the network, if you will, on the podcast. And I'm taking bookings also for a plethora of things. Uh, uh, stand-up comedy, uh, commentary, voiceover for events, not just pro wrestling, for any event, like TV, etc. Um, motivational speaking, uh, comic cons, conventions, speaking engagements, motivational speaking, uh, seminars, uh, autograph signings, appearances, uh, what have you. I do a lot these days. Uh, interviews, charities, etc. Email me, strofoya at yahoo.com. That's S-T-R-O, number 4-Y-A at yahoo.com. And let's talk business. And if, uh, and for the rest of my social media, Twitter, at signs of stro, T-H-E-S-T-R-O. Um, Instagram, at stro, maestro. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, guys, youtube.com slash stro, maestro. Twitch.tv slash real papa stro. And, um, yeah, man, I, I think I wrapped it up. That was, that was a mouthful, but uh, great to have you guys back here. We're talking family feuds here tonight, and uh, let, let's get to it. Uh, first off, 609 area code. Welcome to WCW Retro. What's going on, Stro? Hey, Howard. Welcome back, brother. How you doing? Good, man. Good. How are you? Ah, getting through the week. Oh, goodness, it's almost the weekend, so we're home stretch. <laughs> almost, yeah. I'm actually in St. Louis, Missouri. I'll be flying home tomorrow. Oh, Missouri, right on. You see the arch yet? <laughs> no, no, I just, I'm sorry, not St. Louis, sorry, St. Joseph's, Missouri, sorry. St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, the, the Joseph, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, sorry. How's it going out there? Yeah, I'm only, not too, I'm only here for, for today, and then I'll be flying home tomorrow. But it's been, okay. been a crazy day of traveling. Oh, I can imagine. Mm. Yeah, we're we're getting close, man. It's uh, just uh, uh, less than two weeks away from WrestleMania. Man. Yeah, I can't wait. Gone. It, 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 uh, and I'm not, I'm not excited. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm a little too old school, but I just wish it was one day and still make it a, a three-hour event, maybe condense it down. But there's just some matches that I'm just not really interested in. And I don't know what they can do in the next, you know, week and a half or so to get me interested in them. I just think, you know, there's easily three or four matches you could eliminate from there, and I would be okay with it. I guess, in the words of Edge, as of like they need more grit <laughs> in the story, right? More grit. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a little bit, and you know, and I think as I as I watch Raw and as I watch SmackDown, they spend they spend a lot of time, you know, advertising just certain matches. I think if they would have 
you know, just throwing a couple more in there to get us a little more interested and dig into the story, you know, and, and get me interested in these matches coming up, I, you know, I think it would have done better. But just, you know, and and I think the the whole almost and, and Lesnar match could be good, but there's just nothing there for me to, you know, get interested in. Right, right, right. And, you know, and and even like, and 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 some don't get me wrong. Some of the promo work has been outstanding, and the storytelling has been great. I, I I still feel that even even with the start at the top, right, with um, Cody and Roman, and which they they've played this up masterfully in, in their promo segments, right. But I, I still feel something is missing from that to really get that interest up. I mean, I I, I don't think it's personal enough, honestly. I don't. There's nothing that you know what I mean. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there that endears me to Cody Rhodes. You know, you know, if, if he wins it, not only what their plan is. I mean, there's rumors circulating. You know, that Roman's taking some time off, and listen, maybe some much deserved time off, but. You know, I just think again. You know, there's I think there's other people in the locker room that maybe could fill that spot and have a you know maybe not a better match per se, but the build up and the anticipation to to that you know to some you know somebody else clashing with Roman would have been better than really what it feels like Cody Rhodes walking in here. And really, all he's done, and no disrespect to Cody Rose, I think he's a hell of a worker, but he won the the Royal Rumble. What else have you done? You know, you haven't done anything to, you know, make me want to cheer for you. I mean, there's no, like, remember back in the day, his dad was jumped by the full horseman, and they hurt his leg or he hurt his arm or, or and made it real personal. At that, there's none of that in this feud yet. I, I feel, and I mean, and and it could it, it could very well happen. It and that's that's the thing. I mean, you don't see the bloodline jumping Cody, and and doing something dastard, or maybe like ripping his dad's picture in front of him, his face. Just, I'm just throwing it out there, right? Ideas. Yeah, yeah, something. Things, you know, what you mean? know, something like you know, I, you know, I remember, and you know, that they had, you know, when Ric Flair and Ricky Morton, when Ricky Morton had a broken nose, and and the Horseman kind of. Mm-hmm. Jumped in on him, and you know, again, involving exactly. horsemen when they kind of rub Magnum TA's face into the concrete. You know, it's like now, now you've made it personal. Now you've involved everybody. You know, and I think the whole build-up with Cody telling Solo that you I mean you're just not ready yet should have happened a couple of weeks ago, and Solo yeah. and Cody get into a, a little bit and. Maybe he leaves Cody laying in the middle of the ring, kind of like what Logan Paul has been doing to Seth Rollins. Just listen, lay him out and, you know, call it a lucky shot, call it whatever you want. But something, there's, yeah, I think there's just a, a piece or two missing that would really make this puzzle be so much clearer, so much better going into WrestleMania. I mean, look, look really, they got what? Sammy. They kicked, his, they kicked his ass every chance they got, Bloodline did. And that's how it <laughs> yeah. got over Right, that's, that's, that's what that's what. And I'm thinking, why are they doing the same to Cody? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, and that's and that's what and that's what won me to to Sami Zayn. And 
again, when, when Sammy and, and Roman had their match, you know, when Roman went out, you know, out into the, into the, you know, to the guardrail and really in front of Sammy's wife and all of his fans in Canada say, this isn't my fault. You know, he did this to himself, you know, so he's taking that personal level and bringing it up a notch and bringing it into the match where now I'm like, man, you, now you're, now you're forced to, to hate Roman even more, for, not only for what he's done, but for what he's continuing to do to Sammy during the match. But yet he just can't right. put Sammy away. He just couldn't. He gave him everything he had, and he just couldn't. You know, it literally had everybody, I believe, you know, whether you're there live or watching it at home, really on the edge of their seat. Like, could could this be it? Could this be the guy that finally, you know, dethrones Roman Reigns? And we, you, and we, you know we were hook, line, and sinker in it. You know what I think should happen, honestly? Honestly, that would, I, I think it would really get – I mean, this is just my opinion. Just take it for 10 cents or a grain of salt. But um, that would really, I think, get people invested in, uh, per se, our heroes, if you will. Uh, if, if the bloodline just lays everybody out, just, you know, leading towards WrestleMania, just starts kicking everybody's ass, lays out Owens, lays out Sammy, lays out Cody, just beat the hell out of everybody. I mean, and, and look strong leading into Mania. That way, yeah, you know, the people kind of like the horsemen did, right? For a chance, yeah, dying for the chance of our heroes to make some kind of uh, make some retribution and and some type of comeback at Mania. Get, yeah, get people invested, this, you know what I mean? Right, and the promos between Cody and and Heyman and Cody and Roman, they've been great. The promos have been great, but it's just oh yeah, the the physicality hasn't been there. It, yeah, there hasn't been. You know, and, and I think because everybody has their own entrances now, it used to be, I mean, watching, you know, the old Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling and Georgia Championship Wrestling and, and even the old WWF, you would get interrupted almost, you know, backstage during your interview or wherever they had the interview segment. And, you know, and it would start there and, and it would be broken up. I, I remember when... um when they were talking to Keita Koloff and Ivan Koloff after talking to David Crockett, Tony Schiavone about Magnum, I think it was the Magnum TA match just coming up and Nikita, yeah. quote, you know, Russian sickle David Crockett. I thought he killed him. And Tony Schiavone just standing there like, laughing in the ring. He was watching yeah. in the ring with Paul Jones and Paul Jones laughing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh my God, I think, I think, I think, I think David, I just watched David Crockett die. <laughs> like that's what's <laughs> that missing. Awesome. That, 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 yeah. It, but, yeah. But what it made you do was it made you hate Nikita Kola. And listen, it was easy to hate him because he's Russian anyway. But you know, it, oh, it made you hate time. him oh, even God. more. And, and listen, you took it beyond. You hurt somebody that Magnum TA was friends with. You know, just like if you hurt Dusty Rhodes or if you hurt, you know, back in the day, Sam Houston, as much as he was the whipping boy. Right. You know, during that whole thing. That's what you did. Yeah. That, I think that's what's missing. They need to mix a little more, I think, old school storytelling in it. And I thought they were coming back with Roman and Cody, but it's falling flat. I'll be honest with you. Roman and Solo should have beat the hell out of Cody Monday. Yes. Should just beat Lipson yeah. Bland, just beat the, rip, this, rip his suit up, just beat the tar out of him. 
because uh, that Cody needs sympathy. Yeah, and, and, and then you go back because sympathy. right because you 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 sent you know Jimmy J Uso back to to go eat you know and Roman's going to handle business and now he comes back to the Usos to say this is how you handle business on the next SmackDown or even overall. This is how you handle business. This is what needs to be done. This is what you need to do they, to, to, they to Sammy Zayn and Co- Kevin Owens. Why wouldn't they do it to Cody? Why wouldn't they do the right. same to Cody? You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, it, 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 something should have happened at the end of this last Raw to just build a little more tension, a little more drama towards, you know, this. They call it the showcase of the immortals, right? So you're not, you're not selling me on it. As much as I want to say it, I really hope I, there's just something there that's missing. I really hope starting SmackDown uh, tomorrow night and leading up to next week, I, I really hope Bloodline just goes on a tangent, just, just beating the hell out of everybody, getting that heat, man, because they need it. I really think they need yeah. it leading to Mania. No, yeah, they, they definitely need I mean, some, some, some more heat, you know, and red-hot heat. You know that that's building up because you only have a couple of shows. We got three shows left, I think, before yeah. You know the WrestleMania, so you don't you don't have a lot of time. Yeah, and and bloodline. I, mean, I really think the bloodline is strong lead into it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They need no matter what. Yeah, they're not looking that strong. Man. Right. Yeah. Whatever they, whatever their outcome is, they're just not looking as strong as you know the Horsemen did, or as strong as. You know, like the Midnight Got Express him. going into their matches, like Next Press or they just the NWO or DX. I mean, they would they would just right. They would you know <laughs> they beat hell out of anybody. Yeah, and they, you know, and they would leave everybody laying, and yeah, it's just not it's not happening. I wish it would, and I, you know, maybe they maybe in the next you know three or four shows, whatever they have left, you know, maybe they 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 amp it up a little bit, but you know, we'll see. And again, I don't know what they're their timeline looks like or, you know, what, you know, what they have planned. But, you know, I, I think something, something big and shocking needs to happen between now and WrestleMania weekend. I mean, I remember that time that the horsemen turned on Sting. They're the class of champions. Yeah. And, yep. and they had, they had no mercy on Sting. <laughs> no, no. You know, and, and, and going back even further, when, when Ole Anderson turned on Dusty Rose at the Omni, you know, right. and and they oh, they, yeah. they almost tore the Omni down because of it, and that was in a cage mm. match, and they were wondering how are we going to get out of this cage match now because we got twenty thousand ticked off people that want to kill us. Oh yeah, but that's what you need. I remember Cornette. I remember Cornette was talking <laughs> in the classic champions and they turned on Sting, and he was and he was doing commentary. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love I love I love I love Cornette as a bad guy. I really did. I I think he knew how he knew what to say. He knew what would incite the people and the the mm-hmm. the the the, the, the character that he had. You know, being a mama's boy and having all this money and you know you know even when he bought Big Bubba Rogers in, you know and. Mm-hmm. You know, that was all, you know, Dusty Rhodes is doing. You know, they, they pulled him off the TV, and they're like, they're going to repackage him. Oh, God, yeah. And I remember I, I was listening to, I think it was it was on a Stone Cold and Jim Cornette podcast during Stone Cold's podcast, where they were, they were walking into an arena, 
and they were getting out of the car or the cab or whatever they were in, and Bubba got his hand caught in the door, and he tells the guy, mm-hmm. "Hey, Bud, my my hand's stuck. Like it's it's in the door. Like it's jammed in the door. Man, you need to open it." He's like, just as calm as he could be, and he he opened. They opened the door. He put his hand in his pocket. He, they went into the arena. He said, as soon as he closed the door, he's like. He's like, Ray was crying like a little baby. And he's like, dude, why didn't you say something? Like, what if, what if your hand's broken? And, and Ray's like, the fans were out there. I couldn't, I couldn't break down there. So he took right. his character really from the cab to the, to the door. And, and didn't, oh, yeah. wasn't, wasn't, and it wasn't, it wasn't long after when, when Dusty Rhodes hit him with the chair. And it wasn't a gimmick chair. It was a it was a solid wood chair that he broke over his head. And <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it, it was by accident. But you know, I think Dusty grabbed the wrong chair and he didn't get the gimmick at first. And that chair exploded over his head. And like oh, he's yeah. like, oh, oh my! <laughs> but that's what we we need. That's what we need. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's how it's just what? missing. That's, that's how the whole. That's how the old Freebird Von Erich feud got started, if you recall. Remember the cage match? Yes. Which uh yes, when it, which uh Terry Gordy I think slammed the door in Kerry's face. Yeah, right on his face, yeah. Mhm. That sparked a whole feud family feud with the Freebirds and the Von Erichs, man, and you know, stuff like that. I mean here's the thing, you know, I know it's a different day and age and right the wrestling matches are a lot different now than they were back in the 80s and, and, and before so. But, you know, I, I still feel in the heart of hearts that a good baby face needs sympathy. They have that emotional yes. connection so people can invest, be invested in. It, yes. it's, 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 it's a lost art. <laughs> it really is. Right, yeah. And I remember um, Robert Gibson was telling a story, speaking of sympathy, where Ricky was just—I don't know who they were, who they were, who they were wrestling—but Ricky, being Ricky, was just getting pounded on. And he said that he he looked at Ricky, and Ricky was looking right at this girl right in the front row, and he and he, mm-hmm. he mouthed to her, "Help, help me!" And he's like, and the girl just broke down because what's she going to do? She can't help Ricky Morton. He's getting pummeled in there. Robert's laying on the apron. Right. You know, he's he's gassed. But Ricky made that connection with that one fan that just sold it. Like, he needed help from somebody, and he wanted this, mm-hmm. this girl to help him, and and she couldn't, and, and she broke. And then the crowd just went bananas because Ricky was getting his brains beat in. But Ricky was so good at doing it. It was like, how could you not oh, feel man. for him? What a master. You know, you know Ricky told me oh, this story yeah. one time, and, and uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams confirmed it with me right uh, he was wrestling dr death uh about uh, out in the midwest you know mid-south area right and uh dr death was getting all this heat on just beating the crap out of him right and and ricky wouldn't wouldn't come back on him right and uh and that doc dr death was trying to tell him you know come on fire up do something right and and ricky would just kept <laughs> and the people were getting hotter and hotter and Matter of the point, a borderline riot, and it was scared the hell out of Doctor Death. And finally, Doctor Death, Tony Crap Ricky, 
please, Ricky, for the love of God, do something before these people kill me. <laughs> and Tommy Ricky made it so bad. <laughs> what a funny story. Oh, man. But, 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 he, but he knew how to take it right to that brink of causing a riot before he made his comeback. It wasn't too soon. It wasn't too late. His timing was, was perfect. Yeah, and everything that he did. You don't see that anymore. You don't see no. that anymore, man. No, you don't. You don't, there, you don't man. See he made a whole career out of that. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, just the, the his facial expression from a from a you know, you know, and, and no disrespect to me, but from a simple bear hog, you know, really a a a, a uh-huh. rest hold. Now you know he would sell it like like you were like you were breaking him in half. You know, he would get right. his arms up and his, and his face, like, he was in, like, true agony, you know. And it's just, yeah, it's not there. You see a guy now take a super kick and he gets right back up again. Well, oh, that, my God. That, that's, that's a finishing move, you know. That's, you know, I, I think they jump up too soon. There's no – I think the art of selling is, is getting lost in the performance. How, how many see, super kicks and DDTs does someone can kick out of? <laughs> Wow. Right. Well, superhuman, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lord. and I think Baron Corbin said it. Somebody asked him in an interview, would you rather win a world title, you know, or have nobody kick out from your finisher? And he's like, I don't want anybody to kick out from my finisher. It's a finisher for a reason. If somebody kicks out, yeah, then, exactly. then, it, then that, then that, that aura, that, that mystique, that, that, that damage that move does is gone. Can you imagine somebody back in, mm-hmm. in the mid '80s kicking out of, of Jake's DDT as fast as that came? Oh, you know. Oh my God! And it, it, it would it would really come out of nowhere, and if people started kicking out, it would just be another move. And you know the you the, hear, the toughness to of business, Jake right? Roberts is gone. Ne- What's that? Right, you used to hear it in the business, like yeah, never never let, never let no one kick out your finisher and never let no one break your submission hold if you have a submission finisher. Right, yeah, yeah, if you have a that submission hold, you know, if, if people broke out mm-hmm. of a divine era claw, what what would it be? It wouldn't be anything. Oh, it'd be a riot. It's you know, not only it would in, just... in the ring, but in the back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you know, and I think that's what's, that's kind of what's missing, and I think that's what they need, and, you know, the, for them to try to pull it off in in three weeks, I don't know that we'll get. You know, I don't know that we'll get there. You know, I don't know. And again, I don't know if they know how to get there. You know, the, the newer talent today. Uh, you know, yeah. not not taking away any any of their ability or what they do or, you know, but they just they don't they don't. It's missing. Something is is missing, especially with Cody Rhodes and Rome. That this should be. Really, you know, national news everywhere, and it's just it just right. seems a little flat. I mean, I I, re- I realize they're like a, a, a you know public traded excuse me company, and they go all over the world and that sort of thing. But they still should have some type of heat and sympathy to to bring the people more investment wise into the story. You know what I mean? Right. I yes. Um, yeah, I just, bring I just up, think that, that's – God. Let's bring up – yeah, 615 area code. Uh, welcome to WCW Retro. Hi. 
Oh, is this Patty? Yes. Yep, that's me. Pat, welcome back. How are you yeah. doing? Yeah, doing okay. Just kind of that... laying back, listening to everybody talk. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. And, and well, we're talking family feuds tonight. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you, what, what, you got any favorite feuds that come to mind you'd like to share? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin was one yeah, of my favorites. Some... <clears throat> I remember he uh, remember he feuded with uh, gentleman Chris Saddles back in the day. That's back yeah. in the day, like blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think they feuded over one of one of Chris's I'd... girls, the ladies that was uh, with him at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to love watching that? the Von Erics. Yeah, Von Erics, right? Yeah. Yep. I, they were just talking I about that. watching that whole entire bunch. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was yeah, back that in the good old days. Yeah, yep. I, I think right up till Lance Von Erics showed up, I think the Von Erics were, you know, <laughs> we're, on, we're on top of the world. They just <laughs> couldn't get in the Lance. They just couldn't. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I had a six-man tag with them years ago. Uh, it was, I think, myself, Black Bart, Wild Bill and Skander Akbar was the manager, and it was at Lance, Sam Houston, and uh, Jake, Jake Roberts, yeah. What a, what a wild six-man that was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Kind of wish they'd bring put, those put, days back. He put the claw on me, but I hit, I hit the ropes. Hey, hey, I was a deal. Oh, you took the cheap way out, huh? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was listening. I, back then, I was living by Jesse the Body Ventura's motto. When you begin, lose you must, but always cheap. But always cheap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Too much. But yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, some great, great memories back then, man. But but how about all the feuds that, whether they were inter-family feuds or feuds with just about everybody in the company that the McMahons have had? Oh, what a family feud. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know not only between, you know, Shane and, and, and whatever the, the 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 breakup is, Shane and Stephanie or Shane and Vince and Stephanie or, you know, and they had Linda in there once upon a time, but then, you know, and then, you know, at times they were united fighting everybody. You know they. Yeah. And, and I, re- I really like Russell Stephanie one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. You know, and I always thought, man, that would be like an interesting Thanksgiving or Christmas Day kind of gathering around the table. You know, after you just got done, you know, a, a match, and you know, here, here you are sitting around the Thanksgiving table. You know, with, you know, with the, you know your quote unquote mortal enemy asking, hey, can you pass, you know, can you pass me the potatoes or something? You know. And didn't Steve Austin's Stone Cold son like all four of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <At one point. laughs> oh man, that was crazy. Yeah, they, they've uh, done it all, man. Yeah. They've had family but, feud. I mean, they, 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 yeah, they've had every possible family feud that you can have, whether it's in the family, outside the family, outside the company, you know, they, they're feuding everywhere. Oh, you know, and, and I love, and I love the, I love the, the Vince McMahon character. I love the, 
you know, the 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 the, the evil McMahon character, just the way he walked, and you know, it, every time you you know you think he's going to get it, he just kind of snakes away. But you know, in the end, you know, he is, you know, he is, you know, put down for the count. But it was just that whole again that whole build up to, you know. They, they were kind of keeping it old school, you know. Nobody could touch McMahon, you know. They were jumping everybody, they were beating everybody up, and it, that was a good time. And and you know, Triple H, he, he got in the mix too with the whole the marriage angle, the drive-through marriage yeah. angle years ago, you know, with with Tess, with, with Tess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Good stuff. I, I remember that, that the Undertaker was telling a story when he when Triple H came to him and said that you know that he's you know he's going to date Stephanie McMahon and you know he wants something a little more serious and, and the Undertaker told him well you better hope it works out because if it doesn't you're done <laughs> like you will never never work in this business again. But I mean you know <laughs> thankfully it worked out for him but he was like don't be careful. <laughs> You know, be, be careful who you date around here, especially the boss's daughter. Didn't they get married? Was it true they got married at a place called uh, Sleepy Hollow or something like that? Yeah, wasn't was she wasn't she drugged or something or unconscious or? Oh, that was the angle on TV. I, 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 on the legit, where they legitly got married. Oh, legit. At, oh, oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And I, and and. Something to do with Sleepy Hollow or something like that. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a big message right there. <laughs> oh, goodness. oh, my goodness. See, it, it, it's funny because I – true story. Okay, here you go. I, I helped out uh, the mother-in-law. I, I think it was uh, Linda's mother. She was living near, near me at the time, and I was um, helping her move some – with a, get some furniture off her hand so she can move to Connecticut with the rest of the family, right? And uh, she she told me, I was telling, there's a picture I, I saw with Stephanie, right? And, and I, we got talking about her and uh, uh, Hunter, right? Or, and and she was like telling me, that, nah, nah, she would never marry a wrestler, right? And uh, I <laughs> later on, when I, when I, uh, talk, I I bumped into Linda at uh when I think it was a SummerSlam. I'm not sure. I was backstage, and uh, I I told her what she had said about. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. But yeah, they, they were super. By the way, all the man's were super cool though. I mean, to me and everything. So I mean, it was it was kind of glad to can help out the mother-in-law. You know. But uh, yeah, yeah, too, yeah, fun times, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, but like in the ring, out of the ring. I mean, that's like they've had to like so many family feuds, like in, you know, with each other and other people. It's been nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred four area code. Welcome. Oh, I think it's Mister Hollywood. Welcome back, brother. How you doing? How you doing, Papa Joe Maestro? Hey, going, Mr. Hollywood. Yeah, we have uh, Howard that's with us. We how you got, doing, Howard? Um, What's going on, Patty? buddy? How are you? How you, how you doing? Yeah, I, do, I hope you're doing good today or tonight, rather. No, 
doing well, yeah. man. Doing well. Good, 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 good. I, I love you. I love you guys, man. I love you guys. Mr. Mr. Hollywood, yeah, man. Mr. Brother, we yeah, talking family. Okay, family feud. Oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what about what about Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner? Was that oh, count? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's when uh, Scott joined the NWO, right? And they started feuding. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna tell oh, you. Oh yeah. I can't. I mean, you know, probably so much story and all my friends on the line. I'm gonna tell you. I can't believe. I mean, who who idea was that? I, I think it was theirs. <laughs> you mean you mean Rick? You mean Rick Stein? He agreed to that. Yeah, they they wanted to do something different, evidently, and uh, you know, have Shiner be like one of the big figures for the NWO, and so uh, yeah, that that was uh, well, that was that was big then because I mean, if Steiner's, no one no one saw the Steiner's turn on each other. <laughs> no. So, so, so you tell me, you tell me, my that this that, that this was Rick Steiner's idea. He agreed to this. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. If, if, if you notice, if, if if you notice when he made that transformation, his big pop of pump, you notice there was a lot of similarities to him and superstar Billy Graham, which he, yeah, you're I, right. From my understanding, he had a lot of a lot of respect for. So, uh, yeah, so it, it was pretty wild seeing him make that transformation from what he was looking like with the Steiner brothers to. The big Papa Pump, <laughs> as we know him now. I mean, he did a three, he did a three sixty for God's sakes. Oh boy, did he! Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, what, mean, a I, that, I, what a few they had, brother versus brother. Yeah. I know. You know the thing about you know one time Rich Steiner, he was on, he was the world tag team champions by himself, right? Yeah, he won the best yeah, he one. Was. Am I right? Yep. Oh yeah. He had he had both of the bells by himself. That, that's, that's right there. He's a bad, yeah. he's a bad man, Maestro. My he's a bad man. Oh yeah. He, when you wear a tag team champions by yourself, that's that's a, that's a, no, that's hey. Oh, he's a, and, he's a and man. both those boys eat. Let me think. Yes, and both those boys could eat. Let me tell you. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I, I I one time I was having I was having dinner. With uh, Scott, and uh, he he down the whole apple pie, salad, chips, and kept the food coming. He's sitting next to Medasia in front of me, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at Medasia, looking at Scott. Scott, where are you putting this food? Your arms, <laughs> right? Wow. And he's laughing like, man, I'm hungry, man. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. It, I mean, he put me to shame. I ain't gonna lie. But uh, wow. And Rick, here's a funny story. Rick, right? One time we're we're going to autograph a signing, right? And he stopped, has the driver stop at Arby's to get these, uh, roast, like a whole bunch of roast beef sandwiches. And I thought he was giving them for like some of us, you know what I mean? And I said, hey, thanks, Rick. I said, no, that, that's for me, man. That's my breakfast. <laughs> get out. <laughs> so later on, wow. after the autograph signing, uh, they were passing out free Chick-fil-A sandwiches, right, for us, right? And uh-huh. I grabbed a whole bunch. And I looked at Rick and said, man, then this is going to be my lunch. Of course I did I of course I, I didn't need that many, but I mean <laughs> yeah. like he, he probably would eat the whole thing. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, then you have the, the the Hardy Boys that turned on each other, didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't uh, think it was very yeah, long, but you know, I know, I know they had a <laughs> short feud. What what about I mean, Shawn Michaels? Give me wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Wow. Shawn Shawn Michaels. You remember the, the Rockers? Shawn Michaels and his tag team partner? Oh, yeah. When he turned I'm going to tell, tell you something, my yeah. friends. I'm going to tell you right now that that wasn't cool. That was not cool at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and Marty was out for a while. His face exactly. was in glass. Yeah. yeah, he threw him through a glass, right? I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Wow. All I can and, say is, and you wow. talk about family feuds. What, what about Kane and Undertaker? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, are absolutely I gonna, right. I was going to bring that up, yep. Wow. That went on for a yeah, while. That's, yeah, that's definitely one for the records. One for the records. Okay, here, oh, here yeah. we go, guys. Mm. I, I, got, I, I got this Skype call, so it could be anybody's ball game who just okay. called it, so... One one one. Here we go. <laughs> you WCW retro. <laughs> hey. Hello. 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 Hey, how you doing, Brian? How you doing? Hey, welcome how you back, doing, Brian? Mr. Hollywood? <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah, uh, we got Mr. Hollywood here. Uh, Hop, Howard and Patty. We 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 got a party tonight. <laughs> How's it going, Brian? How you doing? I'm doing okay, How you doing? I guess. Doing all right. Great to hear yeah. from me, Brian. It's been a while. It's been good a minute. Hear, good to <laughs> hear from you, brother. Yeah. Good to hear from you, brother. Hey, Brian, we're talking family <laughs> feuds tonight in wrestling. I'm sure you've got some favorites. Uh, I, I can't really think of any. Well, if if any comes to mind, please share. <laughs> Even okay. if they involve Richard Dawkins. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, Maestro, I got one for you, Maestro. What okay. about when David Flair, when Ric Flair's son joined the NWO Wolfpack? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was wild. That was wild, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that, put on the, the dawn of the NWO Wolfpack colors, and then Ric Flair, then Ric Flair <laughs> beat Hogan. He beat Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight Title with the help of Arn Anderson with the tar love, whatever you want to call it. That's that's right, that's right. He sure did. <laughs> Man, he laid Hogan out. He sure did. <laughs> um, you guys, speaking of family feud, you remember? Did you see the Family Feud show with Steve Harvey where they're asking Lacey Von Erich about uh, where 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 for a place to make out in the uh, I think and and then she said a grocery store in the freezer section. What? You remember that show? No. <laughs> it was like during, it, it was Lacey. This has been Lacey was with Impact Wrestling, and you know there, I think there was. Uh, she was with uh, Velvet Sky, you know, beautiful, beautiful people, and a few others from Teenage Impact. They were all guests on the show, right? 
And wow. Steve Harvey made the funniest face when he said the freezer <laughs> section. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'll good. Just well on that one. It, it's on YouTube, if you, I think, if you get a chance to check it out, though. Yeah. What's that again, Mike? What's that again, Mike? What's the name of it? Uh, fam, the Family Future with Steve Harvey is back when they had the Impact Wrestling ladies on there, the TNA oh, okay. knockout. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's from a while back, but it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so, <It is. laughs> Yeah, Steve Harvey. Stuff. You said Steve Harvey? Right, Steve Harvey was the host, yeah. Oh. He was the host of yeah. TNA? And he's TNA? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was the host for, for having a feud, and they had the TNA and knockout ladies as guests on the show, like, wow. years back. Okay. <laughs> oh, you remember you remember the Barbarian and Haku wrestling, having to wrestle each other in a singles match? Oh, uh, I don't remember that one. Well, I didn't know it's that. Not, yeah, yeah, no, at all. And they put the, they, you know, they put the faces of fear against each other, right? And uh, wow. someone, someone asked him, I think it was Barbarian or Haku, like, why didn't they do more with you two feeding each other? <laughs> I think one of them said, I think it was one said, one was enough. <laughs> we we almost killed each other in that match. <laughs> Yeah, they were two. Uh, they were definitely two powerhouses for sure. Oh God, I would two hate power. to be the referee in that one. Good Lord. Oh my, oh my God! I I actually got the Barbie. I got his autograph. I, I saw him in a convenience store in Charlotte some oh, years, years back. Uh, got his autograph. The Barbie. That guy. Big dude. Both him and Haku are so cool, man. They are. But you know, if if, they, if stuff would hit the fan, those two guys are definitely one on your side. <laughs> oh no question. Oh yeah, definitely no question. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember my bodyguards. Every time I went to a, a show, an event with them, or any even a restaurant anywhere, everybody was so nice to me. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. You better believe it. I'll be nice too. Uh, they knew where the good eating spots were at too. Trust me, uh, they, they knew where stuff was the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> oh gosh, this is good so far. And Brian, how, how about the how, how about the, the feud, the the family feud between um, Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle in TNA? Oh, oh man, God. Jeff. Wow, that that was that Man. was bringing a, a a bit of personal issues, you know, into in, into the wrestling world. Wow, that's crazy. Goodness, great. God, that's crazy. Know, ma- making Kurt Angle upset is pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scary exactly. That exactly. That guy's a machine, man. Kurt Angle, he's oh my god, I can't imagine. I mean, you look at you look at Kurt Angle. The thing amazing about Kurt Angle, he wanted to go metal with a broken neck, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And not many, not many people in the world can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, as, I know. As, I, I, as I, know Kurt, I know. I can't. As, as Kurt would say, with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But you know, Jeff. You're right. Jeff took it like a champ, man. I got to give my boy Jeff. 
lot of credit there, man. I mean, they, yeah. they made it work, man. What, what a few well, they had. He, he, he did what was best for business, I guess. Oh, you, yeah, sure just a constant professional, man. Constant professional all the way. No doubt about it. And, yeah, thank, thank, thank goodness a lot of us think that way, because if we didn't, God, we all be in trouble. All <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Got there, right? Uh, you know, you know, um, you know, Taker was talking about that with CM Punk and his feud, right? Was that uh, a lot of people put a lot into it that wasn't so, and that you know he he talked like CM Punk was pretty professional with him during their feud at the time, and you know, and, and I enjoyed their their Mania match was great. I enjoyed it, and that, and and the build leading up to it too. Like we're talking about grit. It's missing a lot as far as current stories go, right, nowadays. And you remember at the time when Team Punk took the ashes, disrespected Undertaker, and put the ashes all over him, right? I mean, that that was such good heat back then, man. And you don't see much of that anymore. No, you, you, you don't, you don't no. see any, any any of that. Not even anything close to that anymore. Uh, no, no. I mean, I mean like, like the bloodline, the blood... We're talking, some of the guys are just joining the, here on the podcast. We were talking earlier about how the bloodline should just be beating the crap out of everybody. I mean, NWO did, the Horsemen did, DX did. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You're right. The Shield, the Shield did. The you know Shield did, yeah. Aces and Aces. Mm-hmm. Aces and Aces, yep. I mean, even right. even back in the day, you know, when, when it was uh, – Bradshaw and JBL when they were the accolades, they were just beating up. They didn't care who you were. They they were all about this. If you're going to pay me to beat these dudes up, that's what I'm going to go do. And they were just laying out oh everybody at, at any time. Gosh, man, they <laughs> they don't care who it was. If, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you saw oh, them coming down the aisle. You're like, oh, okay, you, you know what's on then. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Maestro, I got uh, Maestro and my friends. I got to call it tonight, but I just want to say I'm a, I enjoy talking to you guys. Um, I oh, love WCW Retro. Yeah, Papa Stro, Maestro, you, man. and all my brother. I love you guys. I love you guys. Have a good night, love man. You too, brother. You take care. Y'all, y'all have a good night, brother. Love now. you guys. Yes, we'll do. Peace and love. Bro. All right, absolutely. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, that was the great Mr. Hollywood. Everybody, guys, can come back. Man. <laughs> Well, he comes back soon. Yeah, we got another caller. Oh, man. Oh. This night gets better and better. Hi, guys. 804 Area Code. Welcome to WCW Retro. Hey, gang. Hey, I've got back. a special... i got a special prayer request. Okay. If y'all don't mind. Yeah, sure. It's my, it's my son's uh, aunt. And she's not doing too good right now. I'm asking for, you know, people to remember Connie Eames in your prayers tonight. Absolutely. Praying for him right now. She's having, a real, she's having a real rosy time right now. <laughs> you know, it's Absolutely. not no problem. <laughs> you got okay, it. Okay, thanks. Done. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. 
Speaking of prayer requests, I'm glad you mentioned that, Patty. Uh, if, uh, mm-hmm. Another person I would like, if we could, keep my thoughts and prayers is uh, Rick Harris, uh, Black Bart. Uh, he's uh, okay. battling he's battling cancer as we speak. Oh. Uh, so, so we definitely I'll remember that one in my prayers. Yeah, he's fighting it, so I'm at crank. He can fight and beat this thing, you know. That I'm, I've had to deal with that with my father. I lost yeah, my father to Facebook cancer yesterday. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Patty. Yeah. Definitely, but definitely keep keep them all in our prayers for sure. Um, okay. Well, hey, Brian, you got. I've kind of rounded it back to you again. Brian, uh, you, you got any uh, family feuds that come to mind? No. You were Steve? I can't think of any. I can't think of okay. any. Okay. Well, if, he, if any anytime you want to jump in, man, feel free. Feel free. Um, Steve, Steve uh, go for it, brother. <laughs> I'm sure you mentioned uh, Cody and Dustin earlier. I wasn't listening, but yeah, they they they, they were yeah they were on my next list to mention, but <laughs> Cody and Dustin, yeah, that was a Man. great match at AEW. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Probably one of their best. I believe even that was uh, one of the best. During the attitude there, Goldust was impersonating Dusty, so there was some. Between Dusty and Stardust, and Dusty and, and Goldust, so they've mm-hmm. teamed together and fought each other. So the Rhodes definitely have an interesting history. Yeah. What What about the Rhodes and the Shield feud? God, what a feud that was. <laughs> yeah, I, that was definitely a good uh, run for Dustin at that time with Goldust for sure. That was when he yeah. was work when he was shooting at the Shields. Yeah, man. What and Moxley, when when uh, Ambrose got elbowed by Dusty, that was a pretty cool moment. Yes, it was. Especially, oh was especially good. given their their his, especially given their history in FCW uh, before his NXT, mm-hmm. Dusty was kind of booking it and. When I asked uh, Ambrose Moxley about the Regal uh, feud, they only had two matches, but he said that was all Dusty in that build-up. Yeah, Dusty helped. Dusty helped all those guys. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> man, that was a good feud. It really was, man. But boy, Cody's and come yeah, a long I... way since then, huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> For sure. And we we can't we can't forget about the Hart family feud either. Feud either. Oh, the Hart. Right. Yeah. The Hart. Man, you know the whole the the whole you know Owen trying to get out of you know Big Brother Shadow and just that whole build up because it really did involve you know the whole family. Brett, mm-hmm. Brett, no one had some of the best matches ever, man. God, what what a feud. <laughs> Those were the good old days. And, and Brett and Davey like Boy that. Smith. Yeah, yeah you know? SummerSlam. Mm. Right? Yeah, that was a good match at Wembley. No, Wembley, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was incredible, man. 
And oh man, I mean, got the heart. I'm, you know, it, it just makes me wish makes me wish that, um, like you know, Harry, Harry Smith and uh, could could have uh, mixed it up, you know, with uh, more with you know Owen, you know what I mean, and some of the family. Yeah. 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 And and, and speaking <laughs> of the good old days, you had the. That, you know, back in the day, you had the Heenan family against you know, Andre the Giant. It was, right. it was a John Studd, Bundy, mm-hmm. I think Ken Patera, you know, all after oh, Andre man. the Giant. See, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I have a soft spot for the monsters of the business, and that was like one of my favorite clicks back then. Was uh, the group <laughs> was the Heenan, Heenan family? He had all the monsters <laughs> like Andre and everybody. A big John Studd. I mean, gosh, I was just. Love and life, watch those guys. Yeah, I, I I love Bobby Heenan. He was just so good. Whether whether he was a manager or an announcer, you know, with him and Gorilla, you know, and and just as a manager, he just the guy was gold no matter where he went. Oh gosh, did you see the OAWA bit where uh, <laughs> I think it was managing It was Mr. Saito was trying to break the. These uh, these blocks and G- Mean Gene Okerlund was doing the, the uh, he was the commentator and the interviewer right and Saito about knocked himself out trying to break the blocks. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and the whole, the whole, I forgot the whole about that. Started laughing. Oh my god, that's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. <clears throat> Great stuff. Mm. Uh, Yes, it oh, was. Man. You know, even I think the, the only bit, like the I think the only family oh, ahead, uh, I think the only family feud I can think of right now. It happened back in the late seventies, early eighties. He was in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Hart was managing Beautiful Bobby Eaton before he was known with Stan Lane as a bit and uh, Bobby Eaton and. Stan Lane was mm-hmm. actually having a feud with each other, and Stan Lane was a good guy at the time, and Bobby Eaton was a bad guy. And then uh, Bobby Eaton yeah. kind of started uh, getting in disagreement with Jimmy Hart, and Jimmy Hart didn't like mm-hmm. that. He said, what are you doing? You don't need to be helping out Stan Lane. Don't be helping out at him. No, you, need to, you need to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> that man. And and look 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 where they went since. Oh man, that was like the start of it all, man. Those yeah, yeah. they became one of the greatest tag teams. Absolutely. Oh man, that, that was a good one, Brian. That was a good one. Um, what about speaking of Memphis? What about Jerry Lawler and Brian Christopher? Father and son. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, that that was wild, man, and. And they're father and son, but they were like two different people at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so but they, they had a good see there in Memphis for a good bit. Yeah, you know, there's nothing quite like the old Memphis wrestling. I mean, there's just so many great angles and stories that <laughs> came out. Of it. And, and, and performers themselves that came from that area. It's, I think sometimes it's, it's you know, 
you know, overlooked when we talk about, you know, the WWF and, you know, in, in, in its 80s and Jim Crockett promotion. In the 80s. I think, you know, we, we always seem to overlook the Memphis territory where a lot of these guys that were that became stars in Mid-Atlantic and Jim Crockett and WWF at the time really got their start in Memphis. Yeah, that's where Vince McMahon, he was the first heel, was in Memphis before he, he was heel in WWE. And you know, one cool uh, fun fact, uh, after uh, Ricky Gibson tragically passed when uh, Robert was talking mm-hmm. to Ricky, Robert went on right. before the Memphis Rock and Roll Express were ever created, and uh, Robert actually teamed up with Stan Lane, and they were a tag team. Right, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's. Hey, I forgot about that. Wow, that brought back some memories. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And they were a good tag team, though. You know, I mean. Oh man. Know that they teamed up, but you know that that was back before the Midnight Express and Rockin' Up Express. And and it's and just imagine if if people knew then what directions they would have took years to come. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's one. Yeah, that's a good one too, Brian. Man, you 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 guys on a roll tonight. This is fantastic. But I was watching. I, I think I sent you the message um, over the weekend. I was watching Southwest. Texas Championship Wrestling when Tully Blanchard and Gino Hernandez were tag team champions and Magnum Shea was this is 83 and Magnum Shea was involved in a tag team match with with them and long before you know Tully and Magnum's storied history with the the horsemen Mm -hmm. and you know it it really takes you like man these guys really did I mean and, you, and it's no wonder they were so good together because they they've wrestled each other literally for years, you know, before they you yeah. know before they became as popular as they were. And that's why they were right. so good in the ring is you know they they've been together so many times. Now, did they have Gino and Natoli? If I'm not mistaken, didn't they have some matches with Magnum and uh, Mr. Wrestling when they were teaming yes. together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then and, you know, we talk about Fuse when, when Mr. Wrestling turned on Magnum for being too cocky and arrogant and, you know, that, that whole heel mm-hmm. turn. That was, uh, again, it, I mean, it took, you know, weeks and weeks to to build up before he finally turned on him. But, you right. know, that was, that was a great story. And, and you, you know, yeah, when, when it happened, Magnum was like, you know, like devastated. Like he had lost his mentor. He lost the guy that he looked up to all, you know, all these years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that was big back then. No, it was huge. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, Steve, you got, any, you got any few family feuds that come to mind you can think of? Well, I'm sure you guys might have mentioned the Hardy Boys. Yeah, we did it earlier. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. They feuded in WWE and TNA, please. Mhm. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And it's uh, um, like you know, he has some great brother feuds, and we've talked about a few of them already. Um, um, I know, I know, it's probably brief, but uh, Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. <laughs> right. They, they, they feuded at one time. That would, and, I, I haven't oh, man, seen it, but I would love to have seen at least a match between them two. Right, right. And, and oh, gosh, what, we talked about Dusty earlier. What about Dusty and Dick Murdoch? The feud they had years ago. Oh. And they used to be tag team champions that, you know, that outlaws, remember? Yeah. Were they West Texas outlaws, were they? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. They ended up feuding later on. I just can't imagine guys like that, and you know, but you know, the business being different now. But back in the you know seventies, early eighties, you know, these two guys are out there performing, and then you know, and and they're there, you know, at the arena all day or whatever. Then they go out, and they drink all night, and then they get up and do it all over again the next day. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I remember. Um, I think it was Jake Roberts talking about Dusty and Murdoch, you know, in their their legendary drinking skills, and he puts it right up there with <laughs> yeah. with Andre the Giant's, you know, skills. I mean, not on that level, but that kind of they could go all night long, and then you know, you throw Ric Flair into the mix, and you know, it's you know, it was just a great time to to be a wrestling fan. I think. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and, and I remember back in the day, poor Jimmy Viatt, man. Every friend that he had would would turn on him like huh. it was like oh, Manny, Manny Fernandez turning on him, uh, Pistol Pass turning to Shaska Watley, Paul Jones on me. <laughs> oh man, I just used to love the way he would like when he would get when he would get done beating on. He looked like he was going into convulsions. His legs were shaking and. It's just like shaking all over the place. I just, you know, again, it was a guy you could right. get behind. I, I think he was just, you know, underutilized at times. You know, great performer, great personality. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, uh, you know, underutilized. And I mean, up, I think up until, you know, a few. He was still, I mean, wrestling into his, you know, seventies, I believe. Yeah, and and here's another one for you. Um, Remember Steve Kern and uh, Kevin Sullivan? They were they were oh. mates. They were friends. Relative, right before Kevin Sullivan did the big turns in Florida. Yeah, I would say down in Florida. Florida yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man. That was intense. Yeah, yeah. It's just great, great stories and great angles, and you know, I wish they could bring just a a, a tiny bit of that back. Right, right. And then, you know, you look at feuds like, um, you know, with uh, Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero that, you know, stem from the roots of Mexico and transcended, like, WCW and WWE and all that. I mean, wow. Their feud, last, their feud lasted forever, it seems. Yeah. Absolutely, it did. You know, you, you were talking a little bit ago about 
you you talked a little bit ago about uh, brothers getting one. Mm-hmm. Um, besides Jerry and Jack Briscoe and Jules Strongbow and Jay Strongbow, that's right. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Were there any other teams that stayed together as brothers and didn't feud one another? Or did all the other brother teams like feud like I know the Steiner brothers did it. I Maybe know Eddie and did it. I think Eddie yeah. and Shiloh feuded, but they were uncle and nephew, though. They feuded in. I'm not sure if Davey Boy and Johnny my kid feuded or not, honestly, but Boy, that would have been one heck of a feud if it did. Were they uh, related? More personal feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just real real Uh, close. Yeah. But um, that's a good point, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, there weren't too many. I don't think there was too too many that turned on each other and started feuding. Yeah, I happened to run across. Somebody's Facebook Live was doing something a while back this year, and Jules Strongbow was on her talking, and he mentioned the uh, match him and Jay had with the Samoan. And, and I right. never even knew it, and so I went on YouTube and I watched it, and he was talking about his raw emotion of how he cried after they lost the belts to the mm-hmm. Samoans, and he was really heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And, and he was talking about, he said, you know, the funny thing is, y'all sit on here and he said, all the fans now, they pay like an arm and leg for these autographs. But he said, back in my day, he said, they didn't pay the 50 cents or maybe a dollar or two. And the other photo came in free. <laughs> and they all started laughing. But he was he was very kind to everybody at same level. I got right. another one, Stu. Yeah, go for it. Charlotte and Natalia NXT, back when uh, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, and Ringside were their match. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. That one was good. That's a good one. Between two that was a good one, yeah. That's real good. Man, what a match they had. That was one of Charlotte's uh, best NXT matches, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think so, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was that was great. Oh, my gosh. That was really good. Oh, man. Um... And back, I, 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 know back, the, I guess. Go ahead. Back, I don't know, it was 2013, 14. I can't remember exactly when it was. But we had the, the Shield versus the Wyatt family, which were, you know, I mean, they were two, you know, bad guy fashions, but they were, I don't know if it was an elimination chamber or one they yeah. had their, their big match. I just don't remember the year or the event, but I know it wanted to pay for Musana. I mean, it was a great match between, you know, the six of them guys, you know, going right. at it. So the crowd was very hot for it. I, yeah, that was that was a really good series, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, I think, the shield is what really built Roman before he got force-fed. I think right. the whole Wyatt family, I think, were getting him over. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I had I had uh I had a feud on the brain here, I'm trying to remember <laughs> rewind. <laughs> uh I was gonna tell you guys about um 
Oh, the Booker T and Stevie Ray when Stevie Ray was in oh. NWO. Right. And they're trying uh, Booker T, you know, was of course the WCW, and Stevie Ray was you know, siding with NWO at the time, and then this was right before they started splitting to Black and White and Wolfpack and all that thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh man, this there's so many good ones though. Um. What what about um the Dudleys, Bubba Ray and Devon? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think this was more an impact TNA impact when they were feuding. Mhm. The relations made too. Mhm. Right. Whatever happened to China? Oh, Ch- China uh, unfortunately passed away. Years back. Mm. Yeah. Hi. No, she was. She was. She was one mm. of all time. She was one of the best. Yeah. Of her day, every day, hands down. Okay, I wasn't sure. Now she's in the Hall of Fame, I think, with DX. But I hopefully she'll be in the Hall of Fame, have her own wing in the Hall of Fame down the road. Yeah. Hope they do put her in the Hall of Fame because she was a good female wrestler. Oh, she was the best of her time. Yeah. I mean, she was one of the best back then. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh God. Any any more uh, family feuds you can think of, guys? I mean, this has been really great. It's touched on a lot of. Good, Not really a feud, but uh, I was. Not really a few, but I was glad I got to meet uh, Ricky and Carrie Morton this past uh, weekend. Yeah. At a uh, local show. Yeah. Carrie was pretty cool. Like, uh, they, I asked them about the School of Morton, and I forgot I was in Tennessee, and, like, uh, Carrie was so humble. I, I asked him to see train with Dr. Dr. Tom. He was like, yeah, if you're serious, go with Dr. Tom. So... Carrie, Carrie was very cool to talk to. Um, yeah. And then yeah, he's uh, a good kid, man. I'm so I'm so proud of Carrie. Yeah, I think it's good that Ricky's teaming with him because uh, uh, Ricky can still go, obviously, but like if he's having limitations, you got Carrie there to to take a lot of the uh, the action, and give give him the hot tag, you know. Um, right, right. So I think it's great that they're together. And then um, I got to see Barbarian work as well. I got to see him tag team with uh, another uh, big Islander guy. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Barbarian was Barbarian was nice. I uh, I mentioned you to him, and he's like, "Yeah, tough guy. Miss, you know, kind of misses you, and whatnot." Yeah, we we had some great ones over the years, man. It, it, it was quite fun being never like barbarian. It, it was almost like rodeo riding. You just hang onto the bull and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's he super cool. I um I told him, or he he knew I liked the tough guys because because I mentioned you and Haku. I got the face of the fear picture, and then um. 
he told me to grab his wrist. I was kind of surprised. He, like, he showed me how to break the the wrist grip by, like, lifting his arm. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect him to start teaching me how to how to wrist grab and break a wrist hold. It was pretty cool. Wow. That, that is. Super nice. Yeah. That's yeah, Barb, Barb knows his stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. I know him and, uh, you know, I know him hmm. and Haku were, like, sumo wrestlers years ago. Yeah. Now, funny story, Haku's story, I, I'll tell you, one of the subjects of, of him and Barbarian. We were having a uh, dinner one night at a Jap- Japanese steakhouse with a cup of food in front of me, right? So Haku elbows me and says, watch this, butter. And so he gets up, stands up, and starts talking a real bass, deep voice, like, right? <laughs> and the cook just jumps up at 10 feet in the air and starts bowing to all of us, right? And because uh, uh, and, and I looked at Haku as Haku, ain't <laughs> right. He's sure that poor old man. And, and he, he's like, that's funny, wasn't it? That's <laughs> funny. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He was. He was a uh, sumo, you know, tough sumo wrestler in Japan at at, the, at one point. That's yeah, no I was watching some of the CAC induction and Tyrus mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, it's pretty cool. I have one from back in the day that might jog some memories. I just, I just thought about okay. it back in, I don't know if it was still Mid-South or if they had changed to UWF at the time, but it was... Um, mm-hmm. Bill Watts, when he was feuding with Eddie Gilbert and the Russians over that Russian flag, American flag angle. And I think they, yeah. if I remember, they, they covered Bill Watts with a Russian flag in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Boy, that got a lot of heat, I bet, at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. You know, we touched on Ricky Morton before, and, you know, Steve was telling about meeting Ricky and his son, Kerry. Um, remember the feud he had back when he was with the York Foundation when he was known as Richard Morton against his, you know, Robert Gibson, his tag team partner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, that was it almost, almost was like a brother versus brother deal because they were so tight, you know. It didn't seem right, Ricky wrestling Robert. It just it was it so didn't surreal, feel right at all. You know? Interesting. No. That did not feel right at all. But it didn't. It didn't last too yeah. long. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, amazing how some of the wrestlers uh, look so different through the years. Like the other day, I seen a picture that Steve had made with uh, Henry Godwin, and I asked Steve, I said, "Is, uh-huh. is that Henry Godwin?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "You know, um, Tex Slasher, Shane Fears. And I said, "Wow!" I said, yeah. I, I didn't recognize him. And you know, like, never and you had that picture made you with each other, uh, did you? Brian Clark show. I didn't know who Brian Clark yeah. was, so you had you know had his name under. Oh yeah, yeah, Adam, Adam, yeah, mom, Adam, yeah. mom, yeah, and he was known as Raph in WCW at one point. Yeah. Um, but you never saw the Godwin's feud with each other. 
come to think of it. Mm-hmm. Tex and Shanghai, you never. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're treated with each other either. Yeah. I mean, and also Mosh and Thrasher Mosh Thrasher, yeah. Remember the time Dot went about knocked out Hawk with the reverse DDT on the on the entrance way? Whoa. Oh yeah, on the rock. I I think so. Yeah. Right. And and and, and the headbangers. You never. Like, you mentioned them. You did. They didn't feud either. They stayed pretty tight. Right. No, and 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 neither. I mean, and I, and I could be wrong, but you're speaking of Road Warriors. I don't think they've ever tangled, have they? I don't think so. I can't. Even I can't recall. Yeah, and I, and I know that they were split at one time, you know, and but I don't know that they ever fought mm-hmm. each other. I think they tangled right. in a tag team match, if memory serves me correct, in WCD when they had the uh, Battle Bow Lethal Lottery. I think one of them was on the opposite right. team, and uh, they they tangled in the ring, but in like a tag team match. But I don't think they ever tag they ever fought in a singles match. Right, but yeah, but it wasn't a feud. It was more of a like a luck of the draw kind of yeah. scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. You know, we're, um, we're pulling out some good ones tonight, man. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I I believe I believe Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. had some matches against each other, and they're brothers. So that's a really good uh, yeah, that's right. matchup. Yeah. Lucha Lucha Underground. Right? They had at least oh, one or yeah. two, and then uh, AEW, I believe. But definitely with your underground, they had a couple of matches, I believe. Yeah. Oh, right, right. And speak, speaking of uh, Lucha Libre, I cannot get off this show without without missing this. That guy last that guy last night against Kenny Omega, he blew me away. That was incredible performance. Yeah. By that guy. What a match that was. What a match. I gotta go back and watch. And that, that was, I saw some clips. It was pretty neat. That's probably one of the best main events I've seen in a while. Those two. Yeah, me too. It was so he, good. He, he did I'm, moves that I've never, I've never seen in my life. I mean, he did some moves. Oh yeah. I'm like, wow. I've seen some highlights here and there, and he he did like a a cartwheel on a rope one time. I was like, holy crap! I've never seen that before. Yeah, he, and one it, move know, he did off uh, the turnbuckle Omega. I thought Omega's neck was broke. When he hit the man, I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. No, I thought... It was so reminiscent, reminiscent of when I first saw Rey Mysterio years ago. And back then, he was like lightning fast. Mm-hmm. And watching... Uh, uh, watching... Uh, uh, Viking... How do you pronounce it? Viking. Yeah, Vikingo. Vikingo, yeah. Vikingo. Watching Vikingo and, Vikingo. and Kenny Omega, I mean, and some of the... His athleticism, well, it, it, it was so quick and crisp. You know, it just reminded me of early Rey Mysterio days. It was amazing. Yeah. When he did when he did that 630, I think, I thought I thought Vikingo uh, was going to hurt himself because his head, like, was on the apron. He was coming oh, down through that, that Omega. That. Oh, man. 
But man, that match was was ama- was pretty amazing. Was, was yeah, I gotta really go amazing. back and watch it. I know he's a champion right now in Mexico, but I really hope AEW does more with that guy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I do too. Great stuff. Another one too. Um, Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar, when they were the tag team champs in Mexico, I I don't recall them facing each other. Do you, do you guys recall their time where they faced each other? I don't think they ever did. Who who's and, uh, Art Bar? I don't think I know that person. You know him as Juicer and WCW Juicer. for for a bit. He did the he Eddie got the frog splash from Art Bar. Yeah, they were real tight, you know. And I I'm thinking know, about a blonde-headed guy. Using, you said you said I'm thinking about a blonde-headed guy that was in TNA, Mexican guy. No, no, this art, art was from out west. Yeah. Okay. That was a different dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think I knew Art Boy. I don't. Yeah, he's, yeah I don't, and I don't, has, I don't remember him. Probably have the good matches in Triple A. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and Randy Savage and Lanny Poffo never, never got together, I don't think, you know, opposite sides. I, yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. That I can that, remember. That, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good point, too, yeah. Randy and Lanny. And you think yeah. of how long, how long they, you know, they were in the business, you know, and how many times they were working for the same company. And, of course, we weren't supposed to know that they were brothers, but their paths just never crossed. I mean, even the early ICW days when they ran that promotion, I don't recall them feuding with each other unless I'm missing something. They were yeah, and it, it, almost seems, it almost seems natural with, you know, I mean, I, I had three brothers growing up that, at one point in time, you know, we got mad en- enough at each other to fight. It wasn't nothing big, and it would just never – like, how do they go that long with not crossing paths and having a disagreement and at least having a couple of matches together? Wow. Can you, can you yeah. imagine the matches they would have had against each other, though? God, oh. they would instill it. Randy and Lanny, man. And also, uh, Butch and Luke. I don't think they ever thought, did they? Not that I don't know of. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> growing up watching when they were the sheep herders, man. They were oh, they no. were scary. They were I'm not talking about the WWE, WWE's version of the Bushwhackers. I'm talking about the sheep herders when they were, they were a bloody, bloody tag team in their day. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I and they, to, did, I didn't they have Jack Victory the in their corner? I thought they had yes, Jack Victory Jack with him at one time. Sure did. Yeah, yeah they Jack were bloodbathed a lot of times. Man, it was, and then to see him come oh, to WWE, great, you're man. like, oh, the, the, these are the same guys. And again, I don't want to discredit anything that they've done, but me, you talk about polar opposites of where you know where they were <laughs> to what WWE made them into. And, and come to think of it, I don't think the Fantastics, I don't think Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers ever had a few with each other, as far as I know. I, I, I mean, 
they had one match against each other back mm-hmm. in the WWF when they had the NWA right. feud going on. I think yes. they had Bobby Ford yeah. caught Tommy Rogers one time. Yeah, and I think they had it built as they had it built as a light heavyweight bout. Yeah, because they were smaller. Oh, yeah, but yeah, that was a one-off. It wasn't a feud; it was just a match between the two. But yes, they did wrestle each other. Okay, yeah, it was a good match. I mean, it was a really good match. I don't think Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags fought each other, did they? Not that I recall. No, that's another good point. I got some nasty boys. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Hardy's versus Briscoe Brothers and Hardy's versus Young Bucks. Those are kind of the new family feud matches. They're brother tag. Yeah, guys. yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. And I'm that's, sure Mark and Jay fought each other at, at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mark, Mark and Jay battled a lot of times. They have a match on YouTube where it's in their barn. And and their the story yeah. is their dad is dad wants them to settle whatever whatever their riff is between them right uh-huh. here and now and it's in a bar and you can tell it's hot they're sweating there's no air conditioning they're dirty uh-huh. but it was a great it, I mean it probably went on for forty minutes I think it is and it was a great wow. just a great match yeah look mm-hmm. up it was it's in their barn down in Delaware but it was great. a great match and the dad was like are you done are you finally done. And then when they're like, yeah, he's like, now clean this stuff up. And he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. It was yeah. so good. Oh, man. Classic. Did, didn't Did yeah. Wind at one time wrestle Mike Rotundo? And they, I know they were uh, tag partners for a good long time. But. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But I don't, I, I don't know that but, one either. But if they did, I think it was kind of like a one, one, one-off thing. That there was never you know, um, it was did, the match. Did the uh, Armstrongs ever fight each other? Ooh. No, that's a good one. Probably not on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm sure that family was fighting yeah, each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I used to hear stories. They would tell me stories about them fighting each other. And they would they would hate it when their dad would get in the fight because they, they, he said their dad wouldn't sell anything. You just keep coming at him. <laughs> 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 <Will> it <bop? laughs> oh man! What, oh, yeah. what about the team of uh, PG thirteen? J T. Wood, J C. Ice, and uh, what's it? No, J you know, D. I, I think. I think they did, but I don't think it, it was it never was really a feud. It was just you know what I mean it didn't last very long. Because oh, I mean those yeah. God, they were tight for a long time. You know they're still tight. You know. Yeah, yeah, they were. They seem like they've been tight forever. Yeah, I was just on this podcast, the Wolfie D's podcast. It was really cool. It was the first time we had talked in like ten years or so, and man, time flies. But. <laughs> It was really cool to catch up. <laughs> and then I know, I know you brought yeah. up um, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda, but Barry and Kendall never, never wrestled each other, did they? Barry Windham, Kendall Windham. Mm. If if they did, I'm thinking they did, but it wasn't never really a feud. It wasn't really a feud, yeah. 
they just you know they just wrestle each other basically. But then they became a team a little bit later. Yeah, you know, Howard mentioned the Wyatt family earlier. I really wish that Mania Thirty Three. I wish they'd given uh, Luke Harper a rub and have him in the mix with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. I think they did a disservice by snubbing Luke Harper out of that match because he was he was the one oh, that totally. got popular, not Matt Orton. I I couldn't yeah. stand Orton because he was the snake in the grass, and Luke Harper was the one that was trying to tell Bray Wyatt he was, and they just you know didn't even include right. him in that title match. I thought they should have. Oh, I, I totally agree. Absolutely, totally agree. He should have. When he when he when he was turning on the against Bray Wyatt, you know, the crowd got behind him. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Yeah, for, I forgot Orton, it was I mean, Orton in there. God. What about did Orton do anything with his dad? I don't think they didn't do much. No, today. I think they just 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 together, like like feuding against Undertaker, probably, but. I don't think they want to that much. Speaking of Orton, there's a that he may be uh, coming to WrestleMania. Did you guys hear about that? I, I, I heard that. Yeah, heard that. Yeah, I heard that too. That'll be interesting. <laughs> you know, and I, it'd be really I, cool. I have no idea what you see the Orton Road feud starting over again <laughs> with Randy and Cody. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping Orton costs Cody Rhodes the title, and that kicks off a feud. Because that would be an awesome, awesome feud to, to, you know, to get going. Oh man, can you imagine? That would be neat. And uh, Steve, I don't sorry. know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know, Steve or Brian. Somebody was going to jump, say something. Oh. Just come on in. I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was just going to say that. Uh, I was just going to say that. I don't know what's. I don't know if y'all. Not Steve, you might have read it, but uh, I don't know what's going on with CM Punk, but they said something about he, he uh, sent out something on Instagram earlier, cut down Tony Khan, Jericho, and uh, John Moxley, and then Jericho replied and said, delete, 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 and then CM Punk replied and said, I ain't got time for this S-H-I-T, and so I, I don't know I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, I have no clue. Just putting this title of, you know, of the story, and I think you should keep it. I think you should keep it in house. But I guess yeah. he doesn't like Meltzer's reporting of them. Is is what the gist of it? I see. You know, whether you like the guy or not, CM Punk brings them ratings. He did, and yeah. I, I really, I I really think. They should try to work something out with with him because uh, well, you know it, 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 they, it goes back. I, 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 read, yeah, I read one. Of, I think it was one of Jim Ross's books, and and I don't know if, if it was a quote from him or he got it from somebody. He may have gotten it from Bill Watts or somebody. But you know, when it comes to people like CM Punk and you know people that leave and you know leave on bad terms, you know, it's like there's never there's never such thing as you'll never come back. To a, you know, at that time, to a territory, because what it comes down to is putting a butt every 18 inches, and that's what CM Punk does. 
He puts a, a, a fan yeah. in every single seat, in every single arena. He draws money. He will always draw money. And at the end of the day, that's what's most important is to draw money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And and with Roman Reigns, I, 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 I see the same with him. It's like, you know, you take Roman Reigns out of the crisis, it, it, it's, the business won't be as good because, I mean, yeah. whenever you see Roman Reigns do anything, I mean, he's an attention getter. He puts butt in the seats. And he's on a whole yes, new level. Yes, he does. Yeah. He, he had, you know, and I was never a big Roman fan, and, and I haven't been, and I wasn't a big supporter up until about two months ago. I think he really started to peak probably about three months ago. In, in his in his ability to get heat, and I think he finally really understands what his role is and what he's supposed to do, and you know, and he's right. getting that heat. And I think that if he, you know, if they continue his run, I think they could almost kind of transition him into a Ric Flair kind of champion. I'm not talking about legacy or anything, but I'm talking about where he can he can he can go against the baby faces, he could go against the bad guys, and he will always be the consummate bad guy. You know, if you put him and Gunther right. together and Gunther gets a chance to, to wrestle for the title, they're going to cheer for Gunther. They're not going to cheer for Roman Reigns. So you have that ability to really have him fight everybody in the company at this point because of how much heat he's and getting. And Roman didn't change his thing. Not one thing about him right now. He is he is, he is the big draw. And just like yeah, uh, MGF, yeah. for example, you know, whether you like what he says or not, he gets people talking. And he absolutely does, and he did he it um, a couple of weeks ago. I, I shared it on another podcast that he was getting into an elevator after an event. I don't know where he had his bags behind him, and people were asking mm-hmm. for his autograph. And, listen, MGF's not the kind of guy that's going to sign an autograph for you. It's just his, his character is not going to sign an autograph for you, and he's – as he's getting into the elevator, a guy's trying to follow him, and he turns around and says, if you get this stuff in the elevator, something bad's going to happen. Don't get in this elevator. Right. And then the door's closed, and then the, there was a woman who was filming and says, oh, is that how he's going to treat us, you know, you know, after we do this? Yeah, because you know what? You're going to buy a ticket to the next town that he goes to because of what he just did. Because he stayed in character until he got inside that elevator. Right. That's exactly and, and see, what he Roddy did. Piper, I, thought, I, I saw this special they did on Roddy Piper. WWE did right recently. And, uh, you know, Piper was a master at that. You know, Piper knew his worth. And uh, he wouldn't budge. And that's what made him what he was. And, and, and Vince McMahon even said at one point, said if it weren't the whole uh, 80s rock and wrestling thing would have been nothing without Roddy Piper. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he really put Piper, he put him over huge. Oh, absolutely. And you can... You know, you can credit Hulk Hogan for what he did, but he did Hulk Hogan did what he did after Piper did what he did. So it, it yeah. took that springboard of Piper being who he was, and springboarding Hogan to where he was. And you're right, you know, Hogan. I thought they said that, and I could be wrong. I don't know if it was that special or the one before, where um, Piper never lost. I think, or maybe only one time lost cleanly to Hulk Hogan in their entire run. Going back and forth, right? Hogan never. I think and, he only and, pinned him and, one time. And, and Vince said it best. He said, "Your know, Parker was the perfect antagonist. He was Absolutely. the ultimate antagonist that 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 was needed to make everything go right."
rock and wrestling, Hulkamania, everything work at the time. Yeah, and I remember when they were talking about the whole Piper's Pit coconut incident, and he was talking it over to Jimmy yeah. Snook. He's like, he's like, what do you what do you want me to do? And Snook says, hit me with that, hit me with that coconut as hard as you can. He's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, take that coconut and hit me as hard as you. Can. He's like, it's the only way that it's going to sell is if you you have to hit me with it. And I mean, you can watch every angle of that tape. He hit him about as hard as you could hit somebody with a coconut. <laughs> and for what this was saying, it wasn't the gimmick coconut he was supposed to hit him with. He hit him with a, no. a solid. He hit him with a real <laughs> coconut. <laughs> and then when Snooker pushed oh, the, the the dividing wall down and just the whole anger in his, you know, in, in his demeanor, he, he, he Snooker made me believe that if he got his hands on Piper, he was going to kill him. That was the only way that uh, was going to end. And and probably so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, when the yeah, was like, matches they, afterwards with Snuka, they were, like, wild. <laughs> so they they used a coconut instead of a uh, pineapple? Oh, yeah. Yes, they, yes it was a, yeah, it was a coconut, yes. And it wasn't a gimmick you, coconut, you know, it was a coconut. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. You know I've been thinking all these years that it was a pineapple they used. No, it was a coconut. <laughs> okay, well, wow. He probably, he probably wished it was a pineapple. <laughs> yeah, he probably <laughs> wished it was a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was. Oh, he was the, the the greatest antagonist that you could ever ask for. No doubt. You know, ever asked for. And he was great. Yeah. At, you know, he was just great at what he did. He was great on the mic. He was he was great in the ring. He, he was great just standing in the ring. Just he could draw heat just standing there in the middle of the ring and would not say anything for four or five minutes. You know, and people hated him. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember when he showed up at uh, Halloween having a uh, giant and Hogan was in the ring and Ryder Piper comes out there and there looks at Hogan and then Hogan goes talking. He said. Shut up and let me talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. That was great. Yeah, Steve, we we, we going to chime in? Um, it was almost like a family feud. Uh, Roddy Piper and Bret Hart. They would call each other cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were tight oh, for so far. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Oh man. It was like that one of the best Intercontinental matches. Yeah, that Intercontinental title match was really good. They had right and Roddy and Brett. Also, the match really where uh, Roddy Piper fought uh, Shawn Michaels was good too for that kind of title. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and and, and I mean you, you can't you can't forget not that they were brothers per se, but you can't forget about you know, Piper and Valentine for what was it, the US title with that dog collar match? I think it was one of the oh, start, yeah. one of the early oh, starcades. Eighty three, eighty four, somewhere around there. <clears throat> that no and, that, that that's and, a dog collar match. And 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 Piper struggled with that afterwards. You know, with with the ear and everything. With the yeah. For many it's, years. It's almost yeah, got in it's got an eerie mystique now because Jay Briscoe and uh, Brody Lee, both their last big matches, title matches, were 
that dog collar match. It's very interesting. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Wow. That well, that is interesting. This is one of the most brutal matches ever. The dog collar match, man. To this day, they one of the most brutal matches. But when I when I was at uh, Ambrose's panel years ago at a convention, somebody asked him about a match stipulation he wanted to work or use, and he said dog collar match, which I thought was cool. Remember Piper? Mm-hmm. And what was it? A Piper that had the, the dog collar wrapped around and around his face and went into his mouth, and he was like, you could almost taste the. The steel, if you're watching, you're like, oh, my, like, it's, I mean, I think Valentine had it wrapped up pretty tight around his face. Yeah, Greg said he had to go to the dentist the next day, fix his teeth. (laughs) His grill was all messed up. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure more than just his grill was messed up. (laughs) But, yeah, that that was just a brutal, oh, you know, that was brutal. And and then the the I quit match between Tully and, and Magnum. Um, oh, in the steel man. cage with with the wooden chair, you yeah. know that. You know where Tully to this day still says he never said I quit, which I think is great because he's continuing that. Wait, he, he did. He did. He never did. <laughs> he never did. And uh, you know, Magnum, <laughs> Magnum is, is Magnum is the Tessa's uh, Godfather, I believe. So that, that kind of was ended up being a thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember after, and I didn't re- I didn't realize the importance of it, but um, it was t- right after Magnum was hurt, and he came back and he had his arm in a, in a sling, and they attacked Dusty Rhodes. The four horsemen attacked Dusty Rhodes, and in order to make it look real, Tully kind of just grabbed Magnum and and laid him to the ground and just kind of laid on top of him to make it look like they were fighting, wow. so he wouldn't really get hurt after being. You know, in, in that car accident that he had, and I, you know, and I, when I right. watched it as a kid, I'm like, man, he's he's, he's beating him up, and don't he know he was just in a car accident? And then when you when you watch it again, you know, hindsight being what it is, you're like, he's just protecting him is all he's doing. He's making sure that he doesn't get hurt. And I thought, you know, that, yeah. you know, and again, it goes back to how long these That's guys have been together, and how well they know each other, how much they trust each other. Now, according to Terry Funk. He, he claims that Ric Flair tricked him in the I Quit match they had in New York Knockout, <laughs> where they kept saying no, yes, no, yes, and, and finally Terry said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that. That was funny. That's great when when you yeah. can when you can carry when you can carry kayfabe all these years later, you know, and you still say no, 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 that, that's that's not how it happened, you know, and. You know, I'm sure if you talk to Shawn Michaels, it's and, and if you listen to Bobby Heenan, yeah, it wasn't Shawn kicking Marty through the the window. He, Marty just jumped through the window to get out of the way. He wanted he wanted out of there. And I'm sure if you ask yeah. him today, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Um, but this has been awesome, guys. It's been really cool. Uh, thank you guys so much. It's been great. We got to do this again. As soon as possible. Maybe next Thursday would be great. Maybe um, let's set something up for next Thursday. <laughs> oh yeah, def- definitely, definitely. Um, is there anything you guys want to plug? Any plugs? Another out there? Yeah, plug away. Um, I really enjoyed my time at Mid Atlantic uh, Territory Wrestling this past weekend. That was great. And then um, 
Awesome. Had a couple of seminars that in my gym they're pretty fun. Um if anybody's serious about grappling and jiu jitsu, uh look up Chris Paynes from BJJ Globetrotters, like the UK guy. Um he actually uh asked him about Billy Robinson and he told me he trained at a Snake Thick Wigan and uh I thought that was pretty cool. Like nice. I've met Billy nice. before but I uh, had, hadn't like uh, confirmed that I hadn't met anybody that trained over there, so that was pretty cool to hear. And then um, he, I got put in the chokehold and uh, for a drill or like a demonstration. Thankfully, I didn't pass out. But I'm sure he would have if I kept <laughs> holding on. But um, uh-huh. yeah, it was, it was a fun time. And glad uh, glad there's more wrestling in Virginia. There's uh, Barroom Entertainment Wrestling on uh, April 20th in Hampton. So, um, and then Mid-Atlantic Territory Wrestling, I think, on April 2nd. So some good stuff coming up. Awesome. Uh, guys, if you're in the area, uh, feel free to uh, check these events out, man. They sound really cool. Thank you, Steve. Um, any um, Any more plugs, guys? Yeah, maybe not a plug necessarily, but you know, I, I, again, I know you mentioned Black Bart earlier. Um, just keep him, at, you know, again, superstar Billy Graham, and you know, not sure what his health update is, and of course Jerry Lawler. Although it seems like Lawler is, you know, on the road to recovery, but I'm sure, you know, all three of those men have, you know, long roads ahead of them in, in their recovery and. You know, these these are guys from my childhood. And my childhood is, you know, starting to disappear. And you know, we, I would just want them, you know, around as long as I, you know, as long as we can have them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Brian, you got any plugs? Uh, only thing I guess is uh, just remember me and my family in your prayers, and remember the people. Ukraine, your prayers is they're still battling this war going on, and uh, you know, just remember this country, your prayers. Cause we all know this country needs God because uh, it's just uh, gone, gone crazy, you know. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Um, Patty, you got any plugs? Patty, you there? <laughs> Does she give up? Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, guys, it's been great. Uh, be sure to catch the archives of uh, tonight's show on com. Just look for WCW Retro today's date and look for Family Feuds. Uh, big shout out to our Spotify and iTunes listeners. Thank you guys for your support. Much appreciated. And uh, guys, it's been great. Thank you so much. Great show, Stro. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a a great rest of the week and weekend. God bless.